This won't end well for Illinois. Here's a three. It ended well. McCourt for the win. In the air. It is up. And it is good. Fourth and 16. Pressure comes. And Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air. Makes the catch. Welcome to Oski Talk. On this week's episode, we welcome on Jared Kalmus and Adrian Bermudez from the Alamo Dome Audible podcast. Two journalists covering UTSA Roadrunners to break down this game coming up, so make sure you listen to that on Say What. Say What! This week on Oski Talk, we welcome in Adrian Bermudez and Jared Kalmus of the Alamo Dome Audible podcast uh, from the UTSA uh, SB Nation site. Guys, welcome on to Oski Talk. Hey, Patrick, thanks for having us. Hey, what's going on? Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. A big game coming up. Uh, you guys going to be uh, in, in Champaign this week? or? So not Unfortunately, no. And you just told us all about the cool spots in Champaign on our podcast. And uh, man, it sounds like I'm missing out on this trip. But no, I'll actually be um, with a couple of buddies over in uh, in Tampa, Florida for the weekend. So I'll actually be watching the game from somewhere on the beach, hopefully a little bit of rum. Nice. For, yeah. I, for me, I was kind of halfway playing on it because my uh, work has their headquarters in Chicago. So I was like, okay, I'm going to finesse my way into an all expense paid work trip. Um, <laughs> Cause I thought COVID would be over by this time, several months ago. I, I thought that was a fair assumption. I was totally wrong. Uh, so unfortunately, I got kind of rejected uh, by that, and uh, was kind of upset. So I didn't, you know, plan personal travel, and now I'm really regretting it after talking to you previously. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we do have a lot of our our podcast subscribers flying out, so um, there'll definitely be a decent representation of UTSA fans there. Awesome. Yeah, and if we ever go back, I mean, I'm definitely getting me some of those blue man, uh, some of those blue man <laughs> shots. Oh yeah, the blue guys. The blue, blue guys. guys. Yeah. Blue guys. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, let's start breaking down this game a little bit. I want to talk about the offense, uh, cause it's my understanding. It, it, it is a run run based offense kind of pro style. Is that correct? I don't know if I'd go so far as to call it pro style. Mm-hmm. Um, they will line up in some formations that are pretty typical, um, but they're going to go out of the shotgun almost every snap. Um, depending on the opponent, they'll play at a, a fast tempo sometimes. Uh, but really it's more of a, a spread type run game, like a Gus Malzahn type of uh, spread, spread amount to run sort of deal. Um, that might change this year. UTC listed four tight ends on the roster or sorry, on the depth chart rather. Uh, so we're anticipating a lot more 12 personnel this year. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's like a pro style running attack, but it's definitely run heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. The head coach, Jeff trailer, he has this new quote. He's been saying a lot. It's like, uh, we want to throw the ball to score, but run the ball to win. And I, you know, I think that kind of checks out with what we saw from them last year, uh, where they're going to seek to establish the run, even when it's not there immediately, but they do have some home run threats that they can hit over the top um, to kind of space out that secondary when they creep up into the box. Right. Yeah. And, you know, just quite frankly, there's a lot of running back talent on this team and, and, you know, they're sincere McCormick, but even behind sincere McCormick, uh, we're, we're looking forward to seeing, 
what we're going to get out of, you know, Brennan Brady. And, and there's just going to be a, a really, really good just sort of attack, not just on the ground game, even though it's predominantly where we're going to be, but even Frank Harris can do damage coming out of the pocket and running it, you know, getting first downs and, and moving the change with his legs at quarterback. So there's a couple of different ways that we can get you with the ground game. Right. Absolutely. And, and at this point, typically I would talk a little bit about the quarterbacks, but uh, I want to talk about sincere McCormick. He's kind of a, a ground and pound runner, right? He's not too, I obviously he's a fast guy. I, I, I've been watching his, his tape this week, but um, he's not, you know, the speedster that, that some pro typical running backs would be. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's, that was his main focus for his development over the off season. He spoke to the media repeatedly that, you know, he wanted to drop a little bit of weight and mm-hmm. get his like max speed higher. Um, so he maxed out, I think at 21 or 22 miles per hour, top speed over the summer, which was a high for him throughout his whole career. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, he really got his yardage uh, last two seasons, like more with his vision and his like anticipation skills, uh, right. than sheer speed, right? Yeah. Like, he can, he's fast enough. He can hit the hole when it's there. You know, he had plenty of 40, 50 yard runs, uh, but most of his success came from, you know, recognizing a cutback on the backside of the line and stuff like that. That's right. And I would even go so far as say, you know, ground and pound isn't the best way to describe him because he's savvier than that. Uh, when we talk about his vision, he's he's very, very smart when it comes to waiting and going at the right time. Yeah, he's very patient. Yeah, super intricate runner. Yeah, but 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 he will. I mean, I mean, he's strong and, and he'll come straight towards you, sure. But I mean, just really, really savvy with the way he he finds his holes and finds his openings. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and, and I want to talk kind of about his future, too, because it, it seems like there is a lot of hype around. I mean, running 1500 yard, or 1500 yards um, in, in a COVID year is something extremely impressive. Um, is this guy going to get drafted or? Yeah, I mean, is it a matter of when more so than it's a matter of if? Probably so. Uh, but uh, I don't think it's going to be immediate. Maybe he'll have a chance to be a late round pick uh, depending on the season this year. But I think the the more he kind of builds his resume within UTSA, the more service he's going to do himself. The one thing he's got going against him is the, is the stature. And Sincere McCormick's only 5'9", and that's, that's, that's probably the one. That and, and then, of course, the speed thing, too, right, that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the thing that uh, the NFL scouts will knock him on, and he's going to have to just try to get faster, can't get taller, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I agree with Adrian. I think if he can show a little bit more um, just like top-end speed, right, because a lot of the big plays he had last year, a top-level defense would have snuffed it out. You know, it maybe it still have been a 10, 12-yard gain, but it wouldn't turn into a 50 or 40-yarder. Um, so I think that's the main thing with him. I, I'm probably a little bit more bearish on his NFL prospects than a lot of fans, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm not going to be surprised if I get proven wrong. But I think we'll have to see how he performs this year. You know, his yards per carry um, were good, but they weren't elite, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. there were several guys last season mm-hmm. that were a lot higher in yards per carry. So oh. I think for him – yeah, a lot of his yardage. He was kind of a volume shooter of sorts when it comes to yeah. rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. And was, there's value in that. Don't get me wrong, but I think more efficiency this season would probably go a long ways in him, you know, becoming more of a sought after draft prospect. Yeah, since he was getting 25, 30 carries a game right. last season, exactly. man. I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. I mean, he needs the relief. So yeah, he's got a little bit more of it this year behind him. Right, and and you mentioned Frank Harris and 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 Brayden Brady. What do those guys like? Are they kind of the compliments to sincere there, or, or how do they? So a tailback, 
Tailback, yeah, Tailback. We've got Brendan Brady, but then we've also got a, a new guy. I'm, I'm sorry, Jared, I'm blanking on the name too right now. We were just Anthony Lewis. The Anthony Lewis, yes. And so th- th- those two guys are going to be behind since you're trying to give him some relief. Uh, Brendan Brady was on our roster, but was kind of in and out last season. Wasn't 100% healthy. Uh, but the Anthony Lewis, uh, Jared, you want to tell our Illinois fans a little bit about the Anthony Lewis? Yeah, so he wasn't listed on the depth chart uh, for this week, but we're definitely anticipating him playing. Maybe not this week, definitely in the future. We'll see. But um, he's one of the highest level recruits UTSA's ever signed. He came out of the same high school that Sincere McCormick came out of, um, as well as several other like legendary UTSA roadrunners at uh, Converse Johnson High School. Um, and D'Anthony Lewis, I think, had like 20 plus offers. Uh, he actually turned out an offer right. from USC to sign with UTSA. Right. So the skill level there is, is pretty insane. Um, and he's, a, you know, he broke all since his high school records, but he's six foot one as opposed to five foot nine. So mm. uh, we'll see if he gets in the mix this week. But I think like if you're just wondering in general, like what UTSA is going to look like, I think like D'Anthony Lewis is going to be the future. And, you know, maybe he gets involved this week. We'll see. Just have, yeah. He's a true freshman, so we haven't seen him yet. Yeah, absolutely. And then for Frank Harris, you know, that's our quarterback, but he is the true mm-hmm. dual threat quarterback, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just as good with his legs as he is with his arm and his passing ability. And and he'll beat guys on the ground left and right, and and he won't hesitate to sort of go for it when the pocket breaks down. Yeah, I mean, to make it timely for Illinois fans, um, <laughs> I obviously watched the game against Nebraska, and I was like, wow, this Adrian Martinez guy looks like a, a knockoff version of Frank Harris. Um, I think like the the 2018 version of Adrian Martinez is like kind of what you get with Frank. He's, Mm -hmm. you know, probably not that good as Adrian at his peak, but he has a lot of the same, you know, capabilities, uh, his, you know, honestly, his gate running in the open field was even similar to Frank. It was was a little spooky to be honest with you. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a guy who can beat you with his legs for sure. He's had some super electric runs and he's no slouch as a passer. You know, he's, he's not going to be an NFL draft prospect because he doesn't have that refined, like, you know. 20 yard out route and that 35 yard post route, all that in his arsenary. Um, but when his guys open deep, he can get the ball to him. It's just, mm-hmm. just for him. It's always been a question of health. Like when he's healthy, he's as good of a quarterback as you'll find at the G five level. Right. Um, but yeah, he takes a lot of hits cause he loves to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And, and I, I, I wanted, I wanted to compare him to Adrian Martinez. I think, I think that is a good comp. Um, Martinez is a little bit of a, a liability in the passing game. Do you think that's that's not true, Frank Harris? Oh, man, there's, there's a lot of debate. I don't know. There's a lot ask. of debate, but I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I think I think some UTSA fans would. I don't think it's warranted to say that. Uh, liability is yeah. a strong word. Mm-hmm. Just because he's maybe not the most ace consistent passer with his um, – with his, uh, you know, uh, accuracy doesn't necessarily make him a liability. Could he could make? Could he have more completions? Sure, but I don't think he's a liability by any means. Um, and and he's definitely not one that's, you know, super prone to turning over the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to yeah. have his turnovers. Every quarterback does. But is he prone to throwing interceptions? Not at all. So I wouldn't say a liability. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Not. I mean, you look at his, his statistics from last year. Uh, certainly impressive for a dual threat quarterback throwing a 63% uh, completion percentage. Uh, you don't, I mean, you don't see that everywhere. That's my guy. That's my guy. Anyways, uh, I do want to get into a little bit of the defense three man front. Uh, is that correct? Right? Yeah. That's what we anticipate mm-hmm. at least. So what do they, what, do, what does the defense bring to UTSA? Um, I think they're going to look pretty similar to what Illinois look like on defense against Nebraska. Uh, they will have three down linemen. They're going to have two guys on the edge. One of them will be your traditional outside linebacker. 
Uh, that guy would be Charles Wiley for UTSA. He's an oldest transfer who was really, really good last year. He's on NFL draft uh, scouts radar for sure. Um, and then depending on the formation, the offenses, then the other outside linebacker will either be like a hybrid nickel corner or there'll mm-hmm. be another traditional outside linebacker, which mm-hmm. probably see more of that uh, against Illinois. Um, and then they'll have two interior linebackers, just, you know, more traditional linebackers. Um, and then they're going to run a lot of man coverage on the corners. Um, they've got a really good playmaking safety and Rashad Wisdom, also from that Converse Judson High School we mentioned earlier. Um, he's he, he's another smaller guy. He's five foot nine, but he's electric. He's got mm-hmm. excellent ball skills. I think he's had two pick sixes at UTSA already, and you know a couple handfuls of, of interceptions. Um, really hard hitter too. His biggest problem is he gets called for targeting like you know three or four <laughs> times a season. So yeah. Uh, yeah. he cleans it up. Yeah. He should be pretty good, but. You know, overall, philosophy-wise, they're a very attacking defense. Um, I know I know a lot of people say that, but UTSA truly, like, blitzes a lot, with, you know, arguably, arguably too much. Um, they're very, very strong at the point of attack. They're legitimately three deep with power five talent on the defensive line. Um, in fact, UTSA picked up a transfer from Washington State uh, right before fall camp started, and he was a freshman All-American uh, at West Virginia before transferring to Washington State. So, you know, you, somehow UTSA got to the point where they had – freshman all-american and power five transfers end up third string at nose tackle so um I, from the UTS perspective i'm not too worried about that front line it's more of like the tackling in the secondary i think is where illinois is going to have right. a good chance to to kind of ground and pound and wear them down over the span of a game right awesome and and, and i want to talk a little bit about that that defensive front because it seems like if, from what i've been reading it's it's kind of if you can keep illinois back in the run game UTSA could win this game pretty handedly. Do you think that's that's a fair thing to say? Or, well, I would say it's a fair thing to to be absolutely scared, frightened of the of the defensive up front. I mean, it just is that good, and it's really really deep. I mean, there's there's a good chance that all four quarters there's going to be relatively fresh legs on the defensive up front because they're three deep at every or at all three of those positions. I mean, guys are just going to have fluid, fluid, fresh legs. And so, yeah, you're, you're just going to get a lot of talent up there that's going to penetrate the backfield. They're probably going to cause uh, a lot of problems for Sikowski. And um, whoever is, is coming up running the ball is, is going to have a hard time getting past that first level. Now, if they can manage to do that, there's some opportunity. For All right. Yeah. Well, and, and, and with, with our depth – do you see that happening for Illinois? Like, honestly, like, do you think Illinois will be able to get to that second level? I think so, personally. Um, UTSA is not a great tackling team. That was, like, when you go on pro football focus and you look at, like, the UTSA summary, um, everything's green until you look at the tackling, and it was, like, a 44 out of 100. It's true. So, yeah, that's something UTSA really struggled with last year. And, I, you know, maybe a byproduct of that was UTSA not having any spring camp. Um, it got canceled due to the outbreak of the pandemic. So, you know, Jeff Trailer came in in August and had never seen his guys play football before. Um, so there's a theory that that had something to do with the poor tackling. You know, I think tackling's pretty innate. I think you're typically you're a good tackler or you're not. We saw a lot of arm tackles from Utah State last year. So right. um, I think that's the big thing. And like at the end of the day, that's why I'm going to pick Illinois to win because I think Illinois is going to have enough broken tackles to turn what should be a two-yard, three-yard play into a seven, six-yard play. And I think that stacks over the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a good way to transition. I, I am curious, what, what do you guys think uh, this game will look like? And, and can you give me a score prediction? 
Yeah, so I think uh, UTSA's defense will, in fact, take them all the way through in this game. I think it's going to be very back and forth, pretty electrifying game to watch. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very exciting, especially considering the atmosphere that you guys had in uh, in Illinois last week against Nebraska. So uh, high scoring. My final is 30 to 27 UTSA. All right. And I'm uh, I'm not going for the upset just yet. I guess UTSA maybe beats the spread here, depending on when you locked it in. But mm-hmm. I've got uh, Illinois 27 and UTSA 20 and like a really just entertaining body blow after body blow type of game that comes down to the fourth quarter. All right. I, I, I like to hear it. I, I, I'm really excited for this game. I think it is going to be um, some like old style traditional football. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really exciting game. And especially at night, uh, like I said, I told you guys on, on uh, your podcast, but Illinois does not get a lot of night games. So this will be a, this will be a really fun one. All I'm right. Excited. Yeah. And uh, would you guys like to uh, promote your podcast as well and, and uh, tell us a little about it? Yeah, sure. So we've been, uh, well, we've had, I've had the podcast for, I guess, uh, five years now. I don't know. I just kind of correct me. I always get it wrong. Uh, and then Adrian and I have been co-hosting for, I think, four years. So, so yeah, I totally no. wrong? yeah, I know you're wrong. So Jerry's had the podcast for, <laughs> for longer than that. We've been together for five years since 2016. Right. So, okay. Uh, that's how long we've been podding together on Alamo Dome Audible. We're on pretty much every podcast platform at Alamo Dome Audible, but it's, it's all your UTSA, not just football, but UTSA athletics talk. We, we're, we're year round and we have a lot of fun up there on Twitter. We're at Alamo Audible. Uh, Alamo Dome Audible is too many letters on Twitter. So it's at Alamo Audible. You can follow us there and, and really stay up to date with your UTSA news that way. And, and both of our handles are, are on our Twitter page. So if you find Alamo Audible, you'll, you'll also find at Jared UTSA and at Bermuda's Audible as well. Yeah, and if you're really itching to learn more about UTSA, um, I I counted it earlier today, and I've done s- seven recordings this week, whether it's podcast guests or our own episodes or whatever. So <laughs> there's nice. there's no shortage of uh, of content if you're looking for it. So hopefully you guys yeah. will check us out. Yeah, and it's all pre a lot of it's preview related. So yeah, right. check out the Twitter feed. Awesome guys. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on Oscar awesome Talk. We we really appreciate it and. Uh, uh, excited to see uh, the Roadrunners face the Illini. Hey, thank you. Hope everyone enjoys the game. Thanks so much. Thank you to Jared and Adrian for coming on the podcast. I really, really nice to talk to them. Uh, very pleased uh, to hear a little bit more about UTSA. Excited for this game coming up. I'm going to give my quick score prediction in this one. I'm going to go 35-31 Illinois. They squeaked this one out. Um but I think Illinois comes away with the victory. So thanks to those guys for coming on the podcast, and thanks for listening to Oski Talk. No Anthony this week, so I'll do the uh, ILL. I and I.